Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to My Strategy with author and personal growth coach, John M. Hawkins. John will provide coaching and inspiration, motivation and advice on your personal development in order to help you with the best decision-making possible. So now, please welcome the host of My Strategy, John M. Hawkins. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're very happy to be here with you today on this Saturday and glad you could join us. My Strategy radio show episodes are live on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Today, we're going to be talking about knowledge, facts, truth, opinions, and more. In this episode, I'm talking about the many different views that are shared in society. I'm going to talk a little bit about the concept of knowledge, discuss some real-world examples that we're seeing, review some scientific method constructs, and share some strategies that you can use to separate fact from fiction. Well, very happy to be here with you today. Saturday is a great day of the week to reflect Keep in mind that any day is a good day for you to assess your strategy. And this show is all about personal development. So the information we share in this show is designed to help you make better decisions. Now, the My Strategy radio show continues to grow. We're available on iHeart, iTunes, Player FM, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, and many more digital platforms. So if you'd like to go listen to a past episode, you can find it there. There's also a videocast version on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms. My Twitter handle is at HawkinsJohn. And our website is JohnMHawkins.com. That's JohnMHawkins.com. And just like anything in life, we need to have a strategy and a plan to help us reach our goals because the best laid plans don't always work. This week I'm looking for stories on knowledge, facts, truth, opinions, and more. Do you have any good examples, perhaps a tip or a trick? Please send it along my way. I'm always looking forward to hearing from you. All right, so today we're going to be talking about knowledge, facts, truth, opinion, and more. We're going to talk about 
opinionated people and how they might be saying lots and lots of different things. And in today's day and age, it is becoming increasingly more difficult, myself included, to separate what is truth, what is knowledge, and it's come to a point where I've decided that if I'm struggling with this, I need, there must be others, and so we're going to talk about it. So we're going to talk a little bit also about what is knowledge and how knowledge refers to awareness or familiarity with the various objects. Of course, this isn't anything new. There's uh, different studies out there that you can read uh, with regard to how humans know things. Uh, also, you know how we go about questioning the real world and what exists. I won't get too deep into it because we're going to apply this to our personal development. So take from it what you can. We're going to talk about a use case, a real-world example with regard to COVID-19. As you know, uh, there's been many different uh, hypotheses, theories, truths, facts that are coming out. And as a result of that, uh, it can be difficult to make an educated decision. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the scientific method. That is how you go about proving data. I'm sorry, go about getting to truth and knowledge uh, to help us deal with all this information. And hopefully, hopefully, we're going to be able to separate fact from fiction. Now, keep in mind that this is an absolutely massive topic. So today we're just going to get started. And it, if it makes sense to do another show on it, I'd be more than happy to oblige you. All right, so we're going to start off with an article by Clifford Lazarus, and it's called Facts, Truths, Beliefs, Opinions, and Alternate Facts. It starts off by saying, Henry was regarded as opinionated. He said, I saw the best movie ever, he announced to his associates. Chris said, do you mean you've just seen a movie that you enjoyed? No, said Henry. I know the difference between a good and a bad picture. Gordon then chimed in most of the time, he said. It seemed to be a matter of opinion. Wrong, Henry exclaimed. It is a matter of fact. And I think this sums up 2020 and, and the past and the years prior to that. We're always hearing statements like this. It used to be that someone would say, I think, I feel. Now, they're, they're so opinionated that they're taking these and projecting them as fact. So the author goes on, Clifford goes on to say, do you know anyone who speaks with great certainty about everything? Someone who makes statements such as wrong, that's ridiculous. You're completely incorrect when someone disagrees with him or her. Such people are often insufferable and seldom genuinely liked. Their philosophy is, I think I know, therefore I absolutely know. Or they declare, my opinion is not just an opinion, it is fact. Being right is very important to people, even when they're dead wrong. They don't let actual facts get in the way of their opinions. They fail to realize that there is a big difference between fact on the one hand and truth opinion, belief, and taste, and preference on the other hand. Moreover, 
Just because we dislike or disprove of something does not make it wrong. A fact can be tested or checked. Lincoln was born in 1809. Cereal contains 21 grams of sugar, a specific cereal, I should say. The speed of light is 186,000 miles per second in a vacuum. A belief, opinion, taste, or preference cannot be something like corn tastes better than peas, long hair is more attractive than short hair, biking is more fun than swimming. What's more, truths and even cherished beliefs change when, while actual facts tend to remain the same. For example, a thousand years ago, when people started, uh, stated the earth was flat, only a few thousand years old, and the center of the universe, they were speaking the truth. But now we know our planet is spherical. It's approximately 4.5 billion year old, years old and orbits a rather typical star, which is but one of many billions in the galaxy, which is itself but one of many billions in an expanding universe of an unimaginable size. One might also say now infinite. This is the truth of the current age, and more importantly, facts that are not likely to change in the future. Of course, there will be inevitable those people whose truth does not square with objective facts. They will claim that the earth is indeed a mere 6,000 years old. The Flintstones were basically an animated documentary. Similarly, an alternative fact is just a feeble effort to promote what might be one's truth as actual fact. When in actuality, however, a fact is not just a matter of opinion. It is an in controvertible, verifiable reality that is grounded in objective evidence. It has arrived precisely because the alternatives have been disproven. Still, every person has a right to express their opinions without being ridiculed or shouted down. It's important to avoid attacking or labeling those who disagree with us. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about knowledge. What is it exactly? We'll be right back. If you seek a courageous advocate prepared to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. 
Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. We're very happy to be here with you today. Uh, today we're talking about knowledge, facts, truth, opinions, and more. Right before the break, we were talking about how there's lots of opinionated people out there. And while they're certainly entitled to their own opinion... That doesn't mean that what they are opining or stating is a fact, nor does it mean that what they, the fact that they have stated is a truth. So this show is all about going deeper into this subject because, quite frankly, um, after 2020, I'm having a hard time figuring out what is fact, what is real, what is not I assume many of you are in a similar position, and since the show is all about personal development, we're unpacking this subject to try and help us understand and get tools to better be able to process, I guess is a good word, the information that's coming to us. In this segment, I want to talk about what is knowledge. I'm going to cover it very lightly. Um, but before I do that, I want to um, talk a little bit about hypothesis versus theory. The word theory gets used quite a bit in, um, in our society today. It has uh, negative and positive connotations, but I wanted to describe it um, from a definition perspective so that we have an understanding. A hypothesis is either a suggested explanation for an observable phenomenon or a reasoned prediction of a possible causal relationship upon, among multiple phenomena. In science, a theory, on the other hand, is tested, well-substantiated, Unifying explanation for a set of verified, proven facts. A theory is always backed by evidence. A hypothesis is only a suggested possible outcome and is testable and falsifiable. There's an article that goes on to talk about the various definitions and how it goes through and talks about the differences. I won't go into full detail, but I think from a background perspective, it's important for us to be aware of 
what all this these terminology means so that we can use it um, in, and process it as we're trying to come up with our own strategy. Shifting gears, going over to what is knowledge. This is an article by Greg Henriques. Greg starts off, in everyday usage, knowledge refers to awareness of or a familiarity with various objects, events, or ideas, or ways of doing things. But as philosophers have noted for centuries, things get fairly complicated rather quickly. Consider, for example, the question, what is real? Take a look at your desk. Is that object in front of you on your desk real? Are the trees outside your window real? What is the number pi? What about the pain from the slight cut on my finger? Is that real? He says, as one ponders these questions, they quickly give rise to the question of how do I come to know things in the first place? Separating the how from the what of knowledge. With some reflection, it becomes clear, at least to some extent, what is real for me depends in part on how I come to know things. For example, my perceptical cognitive background structures allow me to experience and understand that the Coke bottle on my desk or other object is real. Different perceptual or cognitive background would result in different reality. This point is well made in the 1980 film, The Gods Must Be Crazy, which tells the story about a dramatic impact that a Coke bottle that fell from the sky after falling out of it, that fell from a sky from an airplane, had landed in an, ice, in an area where there was an isolated tribe in the Kalahari Desert. And if you've not seen that movie, it's, it's, I watched it uh, as a kid, and it is interesting. But that's, that's the concept of the movie. You've got this tribe out there, and a Coke bottle falls, and they don't know what a Coke bottle is, so they start to look at it from a different perspective. The tribesmen interpreted the bottle as a gift from the gods. The film tracked how that meaning permitted the tribe an impact on its members. This brief example highlights the two broadest angles of philosophers' take on knowledge, which is that of epistemology and ontology. Ontology refers to the question of reality and is about determining what can be said to, be, to really exist in the world. Epistemology refers to how we humans know things, the theory of knowledge, and would explain what knowledge was, how humans could come to know things, what truly existed in the world, and the complicated relationship between the two. I think this is interesting, because if you think about it, in today's society, world, information that we get can be treated a couple of different ways. You know, there's the ability to take a look at something like a Coke bottle on your desk. You can touch it. You can see it's there. But that's something you can experience. But if a Coke bottle were to fall out of an airplane to a tribe that's never seen a Coke bottle, and they have no idea that Coca-Cola belongs in it and that it's a drink, they have no idea what the purpose of this vessel is that has come their way. So they use it the best they can, and their interpretations might not be 
as accurate as what we would be. It wouldn't be. How would they? One of the oldest and most vulnerable traditions in philosophy is knowledge characterizes knowledge as justified true belief. Although not all philosophers agree that justified true belief does in fact adequately characterize the nature of knowledge, it remains the most dominant concept of knowledge. Thus, for many years, knowledge consists of three elements, human belief or mental representation about a state of affairs. Number two, accurately corresponds to the actual state of affairs. And three, legitimized by logical and empirical factors. To be clear about this last element, the author says, it's not considered knowledge, for example, when a child asked about the molecular nature of water says H2O simply because that child is parroting what he or she heard. In contrast, a chemist who knows H2O has knowledge because they represent it in a meaningful way. They are able to justify it by much prior knowledge and careful deductive work. I think this is an interesting concept here. Just because somebody has fact, and it may be a fact, that does not mean that they have knowledge about that fact. And to me, this is incredibly important because in today's society, we are getting messages from everywhere, right? Um, before we had social media, it was at the uh, dinner table. Uh, we're getting facts at holiday parties and gatherings, and somebody is going to say something that a fact and opine or suggest that they have knowledge on that subject, when in fact, they do not have knowledge on that subject. And I think that's one of the challenges that we find in today's discourse, um, for lack of a better term, a word, is that you know, just because somebody has a fact or has data, that does not mean that they are knowledgeable on it. So from a personal development perspective, this, this might go without saying, but always consider the source. If somebody who is not an expert is giving you a piece of data or a piece of fact, then we probably aren't going to trust them as much as somebody who does have it. The article goes on and talks uh, quite extensively about the different types of knowledge. I don't think uh, we're going to have time to go through all of it, but it is interesting for us to start thinking about knowledge a little bit differently. What is knowledge? What is truth? What is fact? You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to apply some of this to COVID-19 and uh, talk a little bit about how the knowledge, truths, and facts have impacted our ability to make good decisions. We'll be right back. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? 
Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're very happy to be here with you today on this Saturday, or if you're listening in the podcast format of this show, whatever day you are uh, listening to this, uh, it's good to, good to hear you. Good to be with you. Um, right before the break, we are talking about what is knowledge, talked a little bit about how we come to know things, and um, there's different theories on how one comes to know something. Um, in this segment, I want to talk a little bit about or apply it to a specific scenario. You could call it a use case. We're going to apply it to COVID-19 because COVID-19 is just one of the many, is a good example because it's relevant uh, in our in our society today. And, you know, as when COVID-19 first came out, we didn't know a lot about it. There's data that came out. There's theories. There were, there were hypotheses. Uh, then they were taking, you took some data and then they created these theories. And the challenge is that, you know, from our perspective, as people trying to consume this information, uh, it can be uh, hard to make a personal decision when you're getting facts one day and then a contrary fact another day. And so, you know, I think this is a great example, though, because if we can understand how to process the things that happened with regard to the COVID timeline, uh, it'll give us some tools and tips to be able to process information uh, with regard to other um, types of uh of scenarios, um, one of them being political. So in any event, let's get started. So I've got an article here by John G. Cotone. And this is uh, 
a four-part series. We're probably going to cover about three of the parts in it. Uh, just interesting read, interesting how he looks at it. Um, so he says, what do you know? The illusion of knowledge amid COVID-19. What does it mean to know something? Sounds like a simple question and you really, until you really think about it. If a friend told you they had solved a math problem that only a handful of other people in the world could solve, and you weren't one of them, would you know if the friend's answer to the problem was correct? Or if a psychic medium accurately described an event from your childhood after telling you they were communicating with your deceased grandmother, would you know whether the psychic was telling you the truth? You read a news report about a man who was shot and killed by a police officer after an altercation. The officer alleges that the man threatened to shoot him as he reached into his jacket pocket. However, the man was unarmed and there were no other eyewitnesses. Could you ever know what happened? The study of knowledge is a big fancy name, or it has a big fancy name, epistemology. It's a word that few people know, but more people are learning day by day. Why? Because COVID-19 earthquake exposed a fault line just below the surface of our reality, revealing that much of our knowledge to be a socially constructed illusion. Don't believe me? Consider the following example. You want to visit your mother with whom you haven't seen in months, but you worry about a persistent cough you've had for a few weeks. So you go get a COVID-19 nasal test swab and your results come back negative. Great. You now feel safe knowing that you don't have the virus and you can visit your mother. Or so you think. Because after telling your mother the good news, she forwards you an article about COVID-19 nasal swab has a high rate of false negatives. So it's another fact. Just to add more to the confusion, you get the follow-up call from your doctor you saw at the walk-in clinic and tells you that while your test results are negative, they believe your symptoms are consistent with COVID-19. Bewildered, you turn on the TV to your favorite TV news channel and it's reporting that several states that the criteria has changed for what counts as a valid COVID-19 test. Allegedly to lower the number of infected cases, so people feel safe to go outside again and bolster the economy. But then your friend sends you a link to a, another video on a video site that the doctors are being encouraged to overdose, overdiagnose COVID-19 because their facilities are getting government kickbacks. The author goes on to say, what are the facts and what do you really know? Each day presents us with a buffet of decisions we need to make about things. And if we're honest with ourselves, we don't actually know about. Even a simple question like, is it healthy to eat an egg every day? Can send you down a rabbit hole for weeks. Sure, we can search the internet for information uh, to help us answer these questions. But information itself is not knowledge. Information is just a collection of data. And data can be gathered in ways that are either valid or invalid, reliable or unreliable. And if you don't have experience in a subject firsthand or firsthand experience in something reported in the news, how can you ever know if it is real and the truth? You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. 
we come back, we're going to continue talking about knowledge. And we're also going to talk about uh, the pros and cons of the scientific method. We'll be right back. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interest through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy. And we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. So happy to be here with you today. My Strategy radio show episodes are live on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Today's show, we're talking about knowledge, facts, truth, opinions, and more. Talking about the many different views shared in society today. Talk about the concept of knowledge. Discussed a, we just discussed a real-world example from COVID. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, uh, review the scientific method, and share some strategies that you can use to separate fact from fiction. Now, as I stated at the beginning of the show, uh, we're talking about um, this topic today um, because it, every day I get more and more information, and it appears to be conflicting and contradicting there's facts that come out there's people who state something that they believe is the truth uh, they say that they know things uh, when in fact they don't have an understanding of uh, e either the science or the, the, the study in that field and so this show really is about finding a way to well, first of all, my strategy radio show is all about personal development. And I figured that if I'm having a hard time trying to figure this out as somebody who studies this, that others might be having a hard time as well. So today we're going through some of the concepts and trying to put them in as, as good of a perspective as we can. 
And then the goal is that um, next week uh, we'll be able to process information differently because, or, or at least see it for what it is. And that's what I'm trying to get out of the show is being able to see information, you know, not look at it purely from a, a physical response, emotional response, but be able to look at the source, consider the source. I mean, these are standard concepts that we grew up with, but it seems like in this day and age, I might have lost some of my way, and maybe you have too. All right, so right before the break, we were talking about COVID-19 and gave an example about the nasal swabs and you know, you get all these different pieces of facts and you're not different facts and you're not exactly sure what to believe. So that's what we talked about. We talked about knowledge versus, you know, a fact. Um, This article continues on to say, and this is what we're talking about right before the break. In the absence of knowledge, people rely on something else that is usually relegated to the realm of religion. And that is called faith. Um, I think faith or also trust to me are, they're different. Uh, Words have meaning and they're different, but, uh, you know, sometimes we trust somebody or we have faith in something. I group those together. So as knowledge and faith go hand in hand because we don't know about something directly. We accept as the knowledge as information that we get from individuals that we have faith in, or I'll also say that we have trust in. But what if those individuals and institutions made mistakes in the past, or worse, have been accused of corruption? Right? So you're getting information, whether it's from a a source that you think is credible, they've always been credible, or you're getting information and something happens to erode that trust, erode that faith. The author goes on to say, today we're mired in a crisis of faith or trust because so many of our heroes and virtually all of our institutions, for example, government, journalism, science, and religion, have not only made significant mistakes, but have a history of scandals whittling away our faith, whittling away at our faith. As a result, we are left not only to doubt the most prominent heroes and institutions of a culture, but the existence of facts and knowledge itself. In short, we have been pushed off a cliff and into epistemological freefall. I hope I said that right. He goes on to say, debates about this are not new. Our teachers and textbooks tell us philosophers have argued for centuries what it means to know something and what makes knowledge distinct from belief. The COVID-19 pandemic, which has emerged in a time of ubiquitous media and the world awash of conspiracy theories, has made these debates much more consequential, consequential as we struggle to make life and death decisions that confront us. There's an interesting perspective here. When we don't have faith, when we don't have trust or knowledge, we then rely on faith or trust. But when we have had misinformation, corruption uh, of organizations, and we hear messages, we don't know what to believe. When an individual is completely devoid of faith, the resulting condition is one of paralyzing paranoia. On the other hand, we must recognize that faith and belief are not the same as knowledge. And if we're honest with ourselves, we must concede that most of the things we think we know are just beliefs bolstered by information given to us by the people and institutions we have faith in. I think this is an important takeaway, and this might be 
helping me to understand, you know, where I am in this and perhaps yourself. He goes on to say, Socrates said, I know that I know nothing. As such, it came as no surprise that there is a long-standing debate among Plato scholars about whether Socrates actually said this, of course, since it required these facts from an, since this author acquired these facts from an article on Wikipedia. And he can't claim to know if any of this is true. Interesting perspective there by John Catoni. Talk a little bit about scientific method, pros and cons of scientific method. Philosophers as, as far back as Plato have defined knowledge as justified true belief. However, skeptics have challenged this notion for century reasoning that some evidence one person considers valid in justifying as belief is true, while the other may consider it biased or incomplete. And so tr is true with the scientific method, with its insistent, insistence on direct observation and the objective testing of a hypothesis has a major advantage for our civilization. However, just because we have a scientific method, the author goes on to say, that there are some concerns with the testing methods that we use. So it further, con it further conflicts us because now we don't know if we can trust those scientific tools. Interesting. You're listening to My Strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about some strategies and tips to help us deal with the fact or fiction. I'll be right back. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like... I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. You know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical.
Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, this week we've attempted a very, very big subject, and it has to do with knowledge, facts, truth, opinions, and more. I guess this week I got to a point where I started to question what I knew, what I didn't know. Lots of different facts are coming out on all, a variety of subjects. And so this week uh, in this show, I thought it'd be good, since we're all about personal development, is to explore some of this, unpack it, in the hopes that I can provide some insights into the process and hopefully in providing that insight, we're going to be better able to pers- to grow as a person because we're going to know what to do with all that information that we get. So right before the break, we were talking about a number of things. One of them was the scientific method. I want to talk a little bit more about that and then I'm going to transition. Uh, we're continuing along with our article on John C. Catoni, and it's a four-part article. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, the faith and, and what the difference was between faith and trust. Um, you know, and that is when we don't know something. We have to have faith and trust in people uh, to believe what they're telling us until they say something that, uh, or they're corrupt or something happens and then we don't believe them anymore. Um, so over the past decade, we've learned that many of the scientific findings we have taken as fact have been retracted, right? Just when we thought we knew what was happening, we knew what was going on, we have to now hear that many of those scientific findings have been retracted, either due to error or fraud. This is according to Brainyard and you in 2018. In the field of psychology, specifically, we have been coming to terms with our own reckoning, known as the replication crisis. Since 2011, Pashler and Wagon Makers, 2012, though slightly less publicized, a replication crisis in the field of neuroradiology may end up having more serious consequences. In 2016, researchers from Sweden, Jukland et al. in 2016, discovered a statistical anomaly that likely invalidated 40,000 40, fMRI studies of neurology over a 15-year period. Part of the problem with science, science is that if we try to study more sophisticated phenomenon, we need more sophisticated equipment, which moves us further and further from direct observation and requires that we place our scientific faith in machines and other people's work. As Beck Crew, 2016, points out in a summary of Yucklin's et al. findings. When scientists are interpreting data from an FRI machine, they're not looking at the actual brain. What they're looking at is the image of the brain divided in many tiny voxels then interpreted by a computer program. So there's, here's an interesting one. You have 40,000 fMRI studies that are done, but now they find that there might be a flaw in the, the algorithm. You know, Years ago, we knew all this to be true, but now we find a new fact which erodes the trust, the faith that we had. 
You see, even look at mathematics, the purest of STEM disciplines seems to be suffering from a crisis of confidential of confidence. The validity of countless proofs that form the foundation of modern mathematics has recently been called into question, according to mathematician Kevin Buzzard. He told attendees at a 2019 conference. The greatest proofs, proofs have become so complex that practically no human on earth can understand their detail. Now, there's so many moving pieces. How do we know what is real? In any event, it does pose a significant issue when we now have a hard time believing our scientific methods and the tools that make them up. This isn't getting any easier, folks. I'm telling you. I thought we could answer these questions. I'm going to continue on with another article by John Cotone, and this is part four. And he talks about some tips for living in a postmodern world because we're getting to the point where we're going to need some answers here. Uh, he goes on to talk a little bit about the man in La Mancha with Don Quixote. And Don Quixote exclaims, facts are the enemy of truth. Is that true or not? We know that, you know, it comes down to one's perception. So he goes on and talks about that. I think it's important, though, to start thinking about this and how are we going to deal with this, what the author calls the illusion of knowledge. And so he gives some recommendations. And this is the author speaking as a clinician, a scientist, and a man of ways to do it. He gives us four things to think about. One is the beware of rectangles. Virtually all the content you absorb from your rectangle, that's the TV, smartphone, computers, etc., have edited to maximize so if you process information there, be careful. They might be stoking your emotions. Remember the cube. Earlier he talked about a Rubik's cube and how while you can see one side at a time, it is impossible for you to see all six sides at the exact time with the human eye. Therefore, while you're looking at it from one perspective, know there are other perspectives. Balance faith with skepticism. When it comes to faith, it's easy to err on either the end of the spectrum. If we don't have faith in experts, spe specialists, and institutions, you can easily become paralyzed with paranoia. Have faith. Particularly if, and, but having absolute faith, particularly if it's a blind faith in anyone or anything, can lead you to vulnerable exploitation. We definitely don't want to get to a point where we are paranoid. And finally, he says, it's okay to say, I don't know. Throughout this article series, he's tried to reinforce that much of what we think is actual belief, taken as truth, because it came from a source from which we have faith. It is the ego that pushes us to say that we know something when we really don't. But if there is just one recommendation from this series that you remember, please let it be this. Sometimes the most honest and courageous thing you can say in a situation is, I don't know. So those are some tips for John Tony. And as always, we have our five-step process that we use to build our strategy. So as you're thinking about those steps, your personal development strategy, when it comes to processing all of this information, be aware, assess and analyze that data. What is truth? What is not? What are you taking on faith? What are you trusting? Who's providing that information? Come up with a strategy and a plan. If you're having a hard time because you don't know something. We don't want to get to a point where all of a sudden we become paranoid. And I think that's why it is so important for us to deal with this subject, understand it so that we have a way 
to be better people. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to help you put your plan in place. We'll be right back. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Global Glory, that's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Well, in case you missed this broadcast, you can listen on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes. If you'd like to have something covered in the show, you can send an email to talk at johnmhawkins.com. That's talk at johnmhawkins.com. Or you can call us at 1-844-MY-STRATEGY. It's one eight four four. My strategy. This week we've been talking about knowledge, facts, truth, opinion, and more. And talking about the many different views shared in society. Talking about the concept of knowledge. Discussed a real world example with COVID. We reviewed the scientific method and unfortunately found problems with it. Shared some of the strategies that we can use to separate fact from fiction. And this show is really, you know. This week, uh, I just got to a point where I was starting to question facts, knowledge, you know, what is real, what is not real. And so that is the impetus for doing this show. All right, so we started off talking about, you know, the truth, facts, beliefs, opinions, and alternate facts. And we found that many people do say a lot of things. People with certainty aren't always right. They say something with certainty. However, being right is very important to people, even when they are dead wrong. Now, on the other hand, facts can be tested, but not all facts are truth. 
and then talk a little bit about knowledge. In everyday usage, we knowledge refers to an awareness or familiarity with various subjects, ideas, or ways of doing things. What becomes real for us depends on how we know things. Talked about the various studies of knowledge. Talked a little bit about a case study of COVID-19 and what it means to do something and what it means to know something, and yet we're getting so many facts. So what is the truth? Each day we are presented with a buffet of decisions, and we're not always able to make decisions on that. So we have to rely on faith and trust. But when we lose faith or trust in an institution or a person, it destroys what we thought we knew, the truth we thought we knew. We also talked about the pros and cons of scientific knowledge. And there are things that we thought were true based on scientific evidence, and then somehow the tool used to give us that data is wrong. I think it's important for us, though, to start thinking about ways that we can deal with this. Beware of the rectangles. These are the TVs, computer screens, and others. Remember the cube. You can't see every single side of a Rubik's Cube at the same time. Balance faith with skepticism and saying, it's, I don't know, is always okay. And it's going to come down to breaking habits and awareness of those patterns if we want to change, which means that we're going to have to consciously prioritizing and committing to our goals and our intentions. And if you're having a challenge understanding what is going on in the world today, uh, you might need to sit down and think about the activities that you're doing. Start thinking about how you are processing this information. Where are you getting your information from? And if you can do that, it will hopefully give you the perspective that you need so that when you do get information, there's a process you go through and you can rationalize that information. And if you can do that, it's going to put you in a much stronger position because you are now in control. You're not reliant on the fact because that's a fact, but it might not be the truth. You might uh, believe you know something, but if there was a problem with the scientific method, you can now prove that. All I'm saying is there's lots of hope for us, and I hope this uh, episode was helpful. You're listening to my strategy. We'll see you next time. This has been My Strategy with your host, John M. Hawkins. Listen each week as John reminds us that just like elite athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of their coaches, he is here to help you achieve your highest goals possible. Here each week on My Strategy. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.